4: Sports
5: Radio. Week one is here, and we've got you locked in on the five games that are going on right now. Plus, look back at what happened in the 1 o'clock Eastern time starts today. Some expected, a lot of unexpected as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. He is George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. George, right away, let's focus in on one of the surprises today, the no show of the Steelers and the, I guess, show of the 49ers.
4: Ready, ready. No, no. Hey, let's go! Let's go! It's time for the NFL on Fox focus. Focus.
5: Daryl Moose Johnson was the analyst for Fox as the Niners uh, surprisingly so made easy work of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Moose, welcome in. Happy week one, I guess. Is this a lesson that we all need to learn again that the preseason doesn't matter? Because the Steelers (laughs) looked perfect in the preseason. They were anything but today.
6: Yeah, well, they they did last year too, um, but I I think this year was different. I think that there was was much more optimism coming out. I, I think when When players were made aware of the fact that they were 3-0 last year on a 9-8 season and 3-0 this year, uh, coming into week one, there was a much different feel. Uh, I think the execution of the offense, uh, doing some things that last year they struggled accomplishing, as efficient as they were, I mean, five possessions, five touchdowns. Uh, first half score, I think, was 52-7 cumulative, you know, when the starters were on the field. So there was a, a really good feel coming in from Pittsburgh, and there was quite a buzz in the city. Um, but, yeah, I got off, to, uh, got off to a tough start for them and just kind of snowballed on him.
1: Moose you've been on some really good teams I've been on some uh I I, I spent my team on time on a lot of bad teams <laughs> so and a couple of good teams and you've been on championship teams everything else how much should we react to this week one and uh how much do we need to r-e-l uh, yeah r-e-l-a-x relax
6: yeah, I think um beginning of the year even beyond week 1 for me. I I really like to go through that first quarter of the season uh back when we had 16 games, but you know now with 17, you know, the first four games through the month of September, you know, into early October. I think that's when, you know, everybody's kind of gotten the wrinkles out, you know, the starters are playing, uh, there's chemistry being developed, um, you know, it, it takes a little while to knock off the rust, because guys just aren't playing a whole lot in the preseason anymore. There's, there's more going on with the joint practices than there is with the preseason games, so everything's a little bit rusty in the beginning, and that, that to me is what was impressive about San Francisco, because, you know, they're one of the more notorious teams. We're not playing a lot of guys during the course of the season. You know, Kyle wants to get to week one being healthy, um, and they came out and, and Picked up right where they left off last season. You know they didn't miss a beat. Um, I was surprised to see Pittsburgh play as poorly as they did on the offensive side of the ball after the performance in preseason and really on special teams because that was something that Mike Tomlin and Danny Smith do a great job with. And uh, they did not win one phase of the game today. So that uh, that that's what happens, and and that's why. You know, San Francisco was able to kind of coast down the stretch.
5: Moose Johnston joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. Moose, again, the analyst for Fox and the Niners' 30-7 to 7 win against Pittsburgh. There is a lot of noise that comes, or was a lot of noise that came out of San Francisco this preseason. You had the Bosa holdout that didn't end to this past week. You had the Trey Lance situation. How do they keep it on track so well? Because it seems like it would torpedo maybe 28, 29 other teams of the league, but it didn't seem like the Niners were phased by any of the stuff that went on this preseason
6: yeah we asked kyle shanahan about that is a bumpy preseason and he said uh, actually it was easy um and when you kind of go back and look at it uh you had made your decision on sam Darnold, so the trey lance trade was not anything that was unexpected i think there was always confidence that they would get nick bosa signed um the big question mark was the health of brock purdy coming into week one so once they got that resolved and knew that he was going to be ready and available I think everything was was you know kind of on cruise control, and you know Debo Samuel came into camp in great shape. Brandon Ayuk kind of raised his game to a different level. Um, you know Colton McKibbitz, I think surprised and impressed them, you know, filling in for Mike McGlinchey at right tackle. So a lot of the key questions that were going to be impactful on the season were resolved in a positive way, where the other things were just minutiae that was not going to have any impact uh, on on how they performed week one. I think the biggest one, obviously, was, you know, is Nick Bosa going to be here? And when you talk to Kyle Shanahan or you talk to John Lynch, that, that was always going to happen. They were always going to have him here for week one because they know how important he is.
1: Uh, How how much confidence do you think that this, you know, and reassurance to Kyle Shanahan and and John Lynch that they made the right quarterback decision, even though it was on a very small sample size with Brock Purdy?
6: I think the biggest thing is. the necessity of having a quarterback on his rookie contract. I mean, that was the whole plan when they went out and got Trey Lance. They saw the window. They saw the players that they had. They knew the contracts that they would have to, to pay to keep everybody there. And how do you do that? And well, you got to have a quarterback on a rookie contract where you're not losing a ton of your salary cap space to that position. Um, it didn't work with Trey Lance. Uh, they took a shot on Brock Purdy last year uh, when he was there with the last pick of the draft. And instead of, you know, Adding something somewhere else. Everybody liked Brock Purdy, you know, in the personnel department. Um, you know, all the coaches. So why not just grab him now instead of letting him go to free agent free agency and getting to a bidding war? Um, so I, I think the foresight, you know, to just go ahead and get him and bring him into the family um, is is the best decision, and that that kind of hedged your bet on Trey Lance because. The biggest thing is that rookie contract. Now they don't have as much time. They have less salary cap impact because he's Mr. Irrelevant compared to the number three overall pick of the draft, uh, but they have less time, right? They've only got, you know, that that four year contract instead of a potentially a five, where you would have had to have matched, you know, something in the fifth year. So the numbers are gonna be smaller, so it does give them more room and they're getting better, more consistent play and probably a better fit for Kyle Shanahan's offense with Brock Purdy than with Trey Lance.
5: And you guys talked about it on the broadcast, that three-year window or so that the Niners have right now. That window right now looks wide open for what they did in Pittsburgh. Moose, we appreciate the time. Can't wait to talk to you throughout the season. Uh, have fun on week two. We'll talk to you soon. All
6: right, guys. Take care.
5: Darrell Moose Johnston joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He is George Reister. I'm Dan Byer, live from the Rack.com studios. George, from everything that happened in the first wave of games today – I mean, that to me was just by far, uh, not only how good the 49ers looked, but just the what, what Pittsburgh looked like. Just didn't have it on either side of the ball. And this is a team that I thought could win the AFC North. I picked them to win the AFC North. They look like anything but a playoff team today in their opener against San Francisco.
1: Uh, man, <laughs> you, you, you said couldn't have more? Uh, absolutely. But there was a bunch of stuff that surprised me today, though, Dan. I but I guess I shouldn't have been shocked at all because on on some level it was the even bigger than the Steelers laying laying an egg because the 49ers defense is really good. They proved it again. Like like that part I'm not concerned about. The part that concerned the game that concerned me more than anything else is that uh Browns Bengals game. Okay. That that I was confused about. And, and now you had Joe Burrow, 14 for 31. That makes a lot of sense, right? Because you're like, he hasn't really practiced a whole lot. Let's ignore that for game one.
5: It but rained then, the entire game, seemingly. Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was just that he never found any flow. So, like, that's something to watch. But then the other thing was... Deshaun Watson, like he didn't look and granted the Bengals defense is pretty good, but like he didn't look great either. And that and that's the thing that is that I would be a little bit concerned about if I were the Browns. Like, yeah, we won the game. But how long b- before this two hundred and forty million dollar contract starts starts looking like a two hundred and forty million dollar contract? Yeah. No,
5: I agree with you. There's there there was questions about Deshaun Watson with the knees before uh the scandal. Like there there was question, all right, health-wise, then you're like, all right, all the guaranteed money that you just talked about. Plus I I also think it's actually fair, George, in terms of what the Browns team is built for and how they're built. And I don't I don't know if that's place to Deshaun Watson's strengths, you know. As long as Nick Chubb can keep on doing what he's doing, and again today, uh, eighteen carries went over a hundred yards. Browns were able to uh, uh, dominate the uh, the Bengals offensively, uh, outgaining them uh, almost three to one. I mean, there's there was a lot to like for the Cleveland Browns, but still, to your point of, you know, there was it was, it was a soggy day. I just don't know if. If what Kevin Stefanski does and wants to do fits necessarily to what Deshaun Watson does best,
1: yeah, and, and and that would be honestly the biggest problem is like if you have a coach and a coaching staff that is not playing to a player's strengths, I I, I don't I don't understand like what what type of world that you're living in. <laughs> but how much
5: because, doesn't Watson like? He kind of makes his hay freewheeling stuff,
1: right? Like that. Like- no, not. I mean, he can. He, but thing is, he can play on time. Like we're we're talking about a guy who, in what was that in twenty twenty, that was that threw for four thousand and some odd yards, and and was like the dude was terrific on a bad football team. Like he if he had put those numbers up on a on a uh, on a nine and seven team, he would have been the MVP so like, like that's the confusing but, part yeah is, is I wonder how long like that, I that with- everything that went on with the scandal and the allegations how much that mentally because those things can mentally tear you apart and I'm not, and, and I'm not saying that anybody was wrong for the allegations or anything I'm saying that just, just the reality is is that those things can impact you in a major way so that's a uh, one one thing and then the second thing is how much did that time off then negatively impact him?
5: Well, he did have six games last year, now he had a whole off season and it you know there's I mean he didn't play a game for almost 2 years. Sure, sure, but if if you're talking about a you know diminishing of the skill set as opposed like it's not rust, it would be a diminishing of the skill set cuz now the rust would have to be off. I mean, especially if you returned last year like he did and remember he actually was able to return to the team earlier than when he was able to play last year so i don't think that there's a lot of excuses uh, for him but again I, when you look at what happened today cleveland's got a reason to be very happy you just beat your in-state rival division rival mother nature may, may nature may have helped you a little bit maybe the joe burrow preseason injury ended up causing it hey who cares apologize for nothing In the National Football League. Just like the Bears won't apologize for losing year after year to the Green Bay Packers. But will that change? Justin Fields and the Bears right now driving against Green Bay. A pass to DJ Moore has them knocking inside the Packers' 10-yard line. Green Bay, though, up 7-3. 11 minutes to go until halftime. Geno Smith is at DK Metcalf on a passing catch. Seahawks have retaken the lead on the Rams 10-7. That's with 9 minutes to go until halftime. Uh, Rough start for the Patriots, Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, and everybody. The defending NFC champion Eagles lead New England, 16-0 early in the second. Dolphins have kicked a field goal. They're up on the Chargers 10-7 early in the second quarter. And the Raiders and Broncos right now in the Mile High City. George, did you see how the Broncos started out the game today?
1: No, I did not see the beginning of the game.
5: Sean Payton started the game with an onside kick. Yes. Love it. Didn't work out for him. Love it, though. Raiders ended up uh, scoring on their opening drive. They're up on Denver 10-6 right now, uh, nine minutes to go until halftime. Denver, though, does have the football. They are nearing midfield again, down four to the Raiders. Hit George up at George Reister. You can find me at Dan Byer on Fox. Yes, it is the new look Broncos. And can Sean Payton make Russ cook? Oh, we're talking a lot, a lot happening in week one going on now and what happened earlier. We've got you covered right here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio.
8: And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music.
10: Certified Latin royals.
8: Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores exitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey,
11: you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon.
8: Aw, Joseph!
11: Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Toro Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Second down and nine. Charbonnet stays in the back. Here comes the blitz. Gino has time. Throws it over the top. Metcalf. Touchdown. Seahawks. The Rams blitz. They go to a man-to-man on DK Metcalf. Not a chance, baby.
5: Seahawks may not be done either here in this first half. Welcome back. It's Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister, the NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. It is week one of the NFL season. Seahawks Radio Network. With that call, Seattle up on the Rams 10 to 7, five minutes to go until halftime. Seahawks do have the ball in Rams territory, but coming up, they are facing a third down. Chargers getting into the end zone. Justin Herbert, a one-yard touchdown pass to Donald Parham. Junior from a one yard out, and the Chargers kick the extra point. It's 14-10 bolts over the Dolphins in L.A. It looked like Keenan Allen, Georgia, got in for the Chargers, but the pylon cam was so high def, they must have updated it with all that new TV money the NFL got because you could clearly see that Keenan Allen was about a half inch short of the goal line when he fell. Uh, that allowed the Chargers to divvy up the, uh, the fun to
1: the Amen. tight end. Man, that, that was an eight K camera. It was. They a a pretty. It's it's so funny that that four K is now. It's not old te- technology, but they're already making eight K stuff. the The difference is is that they just can't. Is that there aren't? Well, that you can't broadcast that the televisions and the uh, the broadcast signal that it can't support eight K yet, even though they can record in eight K
5: it was clear as day like it was crazy and how good of a shot it was
1: Hey, from that is going to be the next level of stuff because when, when you get 8k 16k and those are like regular technologies like that means that you can zoom in so far without it getting fuzzy
5: yeah yes because it was clear as day that, that Keenan Allen did not make it into the end zone. We are fortunate enough to have the games going on in front of us. Dude, I
1: was watching uh, some video of me playing in the NFL. And I was like, bro, this looks like – this looks like when I was coming out and I was watching, you know, Mean Joe Green and Dick Buckkiss and all of them. And that was, you know, like – Thirty yeah. years prior prior to me, and we're talking about like ten years ago. Did
5: it have the the horizontal rectangles on the side because it was only standard deaf?
4: Yes. You know? well, yes. I, no. No. Okay. No. It was, Is, it, was, it was. It was. Oh wait. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That that at the very end of my career we had high def, but in the beginning it was standard deaf. And when you watch standard deaf now, bro, it'll make your head hurt.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I know, it is crazy when when you see a game and George, your career was from about what two thousand two, two thousand three till you know the the late two thousand aughts or so, or twenty ten around that time. You look back at some of those games or Super Bowls from that era, and you are like, man, just like you look back at an early Tom Brady Super Bowl, and it's crazy at the broadcast quality. And then you know, we we mention a lot when you look on youtube and you're watching old games on what it was like without a score bug without a first down line but just even the quality that you talk about when you're talking about just games that were 15 20 years ago it is crazy and how far uh, how far we have come uh, with the high quality if you're driving in your car that's what we're here for here on fox sports red zone radio Every week during the NFL season, whether it be Steve Hartman and Rich Orenberger prior to us or George and me, after those guys, we've got you locked for what is happening in what is always a busy NFL schedule. told you that the Chargers are up on the Dolphins 14-10. to Eagles still with that 16-0 lead on the Patriots. Bears had to settle for a field goal. We were talking about how they were driving against Green Bay. 7-6 Packers right now midway through the second quarter. We're going to dive into the quarterbacks in that game in a little bit. Raiders up on the Broncos 10-6. You said you loved Sean Payton kicking the onside kick in the opening kickoff of this game for the Broncos against the Raiders.
1: You like that. You like yeah. that. Listen, scare, scare money don't make no money. Scare money don't make no money. And, dude, it's one kickoff. You're trying to send a message to your team and you're just like, yo, this is a new era. We're going to go have have some fun. All of this stuff, bro, I got no problem with that. Not even a little bit.
5: It really does seem that he, they're trying to change things. I just felt, and you know, this is me. Listen, you're going to get a new Dan buyer this year in the 2023 Red Zone, George, because I will be more apt to go for it instead of what? or What happened? It's a new Dan. That's it's what you've got. However, hey, the dad has the, the dad is changed. <laughs> however, however, George, I still will stay to the adage. If you think you're better than the other team,
1: then you don't need those things to win. Yes, and, you do. And dude. that's the, why I think that's not the truth. That's not the truth. Like sometimes they are literally because you're trying to gain an advantage or to or, you know, that if we can jump on this team early, that they'll break. Like there are, like like those are the things that you can find a time that you can find time to do. Is that is that you're like okay, we can break this team if we get them if we get them early.
5: You think that they thought that the Raiders were maybe fragile for the drama-filled week involving Chandler Jones this you week, po- or possibly? Just, I just. I get, I get the excitement. Honestly, if if that was the Arizona Cardinals, if they were playing at home, like I get it because there's not a lot to play for. Let's start out this season. Let's let's do let's get some excitement here. But I just and I think Denver still has an opportunity to obviously win this game. It's only ten to six, but the Raiders did score a touchdown on that opening possession. They were aided by some third down conversions and. But you gave them a short field early on, and they took advantage of it. So it it ended up backfiring because right now it's the difference in the game for Sean Payton and the Broncos.
1: Yeah, it, it Dan like we like no one play and and it's funny because I had to tell my son this who is twelve years old and my well actually I actually I told my daughter first who's thirteen she plays she plays volleyball. And they in in their last tournament, they are lost, and they and their team blew some points at the very end. And she was like, "Oh my God, it was the most important important points, and we didn't come through." Blah blah blah. And my and my response to it was, "How was that? How was that the most important important points?" She was like, "It was the ones at the end. We could have won it right there." I was like, "How many how, how many points is each point worth?" You are like one. Okay, so so how is the last point any more valuable than the uh, first point? And she was like, and it and it kind of stunned her. She was like, because because it, it, it it's at the end. I said, yes, it's at the end, but every point is equally as valuable. And one of the things that you have to learn is you have to treat every single play as if it is just as valuable as the, as the first play. So. So I'm not saying that 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 Sean Payton is supposed to be willy-nilly or or nonchalant but if you treat every play with the exact same importance it makes it a lot easier to like stomach being aggressive because because you're because you're saying okay this play in the second quarter is equally as important as the play in the fourth quarter so if we treat them like that then we'll have more success
5: Well I'll tell you what if the Broncos lose on the final play of the game you will hear me say They didn't lose it on that last play. They lost it on the first play of the game when they decided to do the onset (laughs) kick. He's George Uh Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. A scary situation in L.A. Mike Williams, Chargers wide receiver, being attended to, which looks like an apparent leg injury. Don't know the severity um chargers dolphins playing in one of our five late windows but something to watch here we already had one big injury today jk dobbins of the baltimore ravens uh, rupturing his achilles he's done for the season and uh, oh no yes oh yes so there's one now we'll have to see the status of one mike evans who who was being tended to on the field in that game between the
1: Chargers and Dolphins. He is George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Yeah, go ahead, George. Remind me when we come back after we pay the bills that I, I, I have a J.K. Dobbins comment.
5: All right. You're going to do it right after Monty Bolaños gives us the latest of what's happening in these five late games and what happened earlier today. What's going on, Monty?
2: I hate that J.K. Dobbins ruptured his Achilles. What up, H- big, J- timer? Hi, what up big timer? Hey, how are you? What up, big timer? You know, just hanging out. Happy to be here on this Sunday. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. It ain't, it, it, ain't, it ain't like Saturday where you got your own show. Uh,
2: it is not, but... And now
1: you're slumming it over here with uh,
2: us. Uh, no. Not at all. This is always so fun. It's the best way to stay up to date on everything that happens on Sundays. We're going
5: we're gonna to welcome in Chris Jones in five minutes after oh, Motsi roasted him I, yesterday.
2: I mean, I skin off. We're not going to talk about that. Let's talk <laughs> Just about kidding. these five games. There's
5: no Chris Jones games.
2: coming up. Uh, Packers right now with a slight lead over the Bears. I mean, Jordan loves starting things off pretty good for Green Bay, right? With a touchdown pass to Romeo Dobbs. So they're beating the Bears 7-6. A little over five minutes to go in the first half. Jimmy G put Las Vegas on the scoreboard first with a touchdown pass to Jacoby Myers, and the Raiders are beating the Broncos 10-6. to Russell Wilson did find Lil' Jordan Humphrey. I love that name, but uh, they did miss the extra point. That's how the Raiders are up 10-6, to less than three minutes to go in the second quarter. It's been all Eagles against the Patriots 16-0 halfway through the second, and it's the Chargers that are beating the Dolphins. That's right, 14-10, eight minutes to go in the second quarter, but Tua Tagovailoa has already thrown for 158 yards. Austin Eckler for the Chargers, eight carries 81 yards and a touchdown not too shabby Seahawks beating the Rams at home 13 to 7 less than two minutes to go in the first half earlier today let's run through the games that went down the Browns defeated the Bengals 24 to 3 and I did not have this in my bingo card guys no no I did not expect Joe Burrow to have a career low 82 yards he completed 14 of 31 passes didn't even finish the game Deshaun Watson it wasn't pretty either 16 of 29 for 154 yards one touchdown one interception Nick did have 18 carries for 106 yards. Jamar Chase of the Bengals, there's a video right now on social media where he's saying, I'm frustrated because I called their asses elves and we just lost to some elves. That's what he says. And that they didn't capitalize when they could have. The Falcons beat the Panthers 24 to 10. Bryce Young, rookie quarterback, 146 yards in the air, 20 of 38. One touchdown, two interceptions. I don't know if they found his ball though. That first NFL touchdown that he threw. Yes. Yep. Hayden Why Hurst threw it. Into- Why not- would you do that? <laughs> I don't know if they, he's they gone it yet. They cut
5: away like immediately to Bryce Young, <laughs> and he looked so dejected.
2: Yes. Yes. It just because Hurst it was in one motion, caught the ball, turned around, and he threw it into the stands. But, uh, Terrible, terrible. Jaguars topped the Colts 31-21. to 21. Trevor Lawrence completed 24 of 32 passes, 241 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson 24 of 37, 223 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He also had 10 carries for 40 yards and a touchdown. He didn't close out the game, and after he just said that he bruised his left knee, but he's gonna be fine. The Buccaneers with a 20-17 victory over the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, 33 of 44 for 344 yards and two touchdowns, one interception in the loss. Justin Jefferson nine, rece- nine receptions, 150 yards. The Saints edged the Titans 16 to 15. The 49ers dominated the Steelers 30 to seven. Christian McCaffrey 22 yards, 100 or 22 carries, 152 yards and a touchdown, uh, a 65-yard rushing touchdown that he was able to accomplish thanks to some blocking from his teammates. Steelers wide receiver though, Deontay Johnson. And left the game with a hamstring injury. The Commanders came back from behind to beat the Cardinals 20-16, to and the Ravens did outscore the Texans 25-9. to Yes, J.K. Dobbins suffered a torn Achilles prior to this game, 23 games in the last three seasons because of injuries. That poor guy. Man. It's just, like, I,
8: unlucky, right?
5: Yes, <sighs> but... I, there. Are, I'm sorry. There are guys that just get injured. That just get yes, injured. Yes, like, there are. Like it just happens when you come back from an injury. And I don't think that that was the case. But you, uh, because he was injured, he came back last year from the injury. But also, this was a guy that didn't take part in the early part of training camp mm-hmm, as
2: well, right?
5: And was doing the hold in, if you will, and then ended up reporting and now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, awful. Michigan State University did have a press conference and they announced that they have officially suspended head coach Mel Tucker without pay. Uh, there are allegations that Tucker sexually harassed an activist and rape survivor, Brenda Tracy. And that's the latest directly from Michigan State I, University. I
5: do want to get George's thoughts on Mel Tucker. Maybe we can do that in about, you know, 10 minutes or so, if that's cool with you, George, but because it is such a big story. Um, and these games will be around the halftime at that point. But, Get your thoughts on that. She is Monty Bolaños. Hit her up at Monty Bolaños. Also, we'll have a fantasy look coming up uh, at our hits and misses uh, in about 14 minutes. You did want to talk about J.K. Dobbins though, and the uh, season-ending injury that he appeared to uh, suffer today.
1: Yeah, so it, it wasn't so much the the injury; it was more the the hold in that that he was doing. Now, now he wanted a new contract and all of this other stuff. I just did, and, and mind you. I'm an advocate for players getting getting their money, right? But I just did not un- – I mean, I understood his desire for a new contract because, of course, everybody wants a new contract and everybody wants money. So if, if they're going to give it to you, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter whether you deserve it or not. If they're going to give it to you, then, yes, you are supposed to uh, try to get it if you can. But, then I could not for the life of me understand who was advising him on why he thought that he should get a new contract. That was the part that was confusing to uh, me yeah. because I was like, bro, I, like you have been hurt. You have not played a lot. And when we're talking about the history of J.K. Dobbins' career, and this is what's unfortunate about what, what it is. So he he in 2020, he rushed for 805 yards, nine touchdowns in 15 games, and then he missed all of 2021. Hurt in 2022, he only played eight games and rushed for 520 yards. I just didn't understand how that made any sense. Well, and b- now I I it made sense the desire, but I think that this is kind of what we're falling into when it comes to the NFL and contracts and all of this stuff that like, sometimes people aren't being necessarily realistic and honest with them, with themselves about where they are or where the market for them is, which I think is one of the biggest skills that, that that you can actually have, which is understanding where you are, understanding your leverage and everything else.
5: Here's, all I would say is this: I just think that every running back in the league just feels like because right now is right now, and the more time goes on, the less the less valuable they are. Even even if a guy just enters the league right now, like like there's the point of uh, you're adding carries, and that would be the only thing that I would think that J.K. Dobbins feels like is just like Jonathan Taylor, and I actually understand a bit where Jonathan Taylor's coming from in terms of his career now he's you know missing game checks and 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 not with the team but the the fact is that you only have a leverage like so much there's only so much that you can really stand up for and you're going on a team where you have a quarterback who's going to be racking up touchdowns racking up yards taylor also coming off of an injury where there's just your numbers likely aren't going to match what they were a few years ago It's almost like just like the only option that they have. The Dobbins case, to your point, the tough part that I can't get is how do you juggle it? How do you juggle sitting in but then getting in enough work that you feel that you're going to be completely healthy? And again, like a ruptured Achilles is a freak injury, you know? And so this is why – this is almost why you are holding in because you didn't want that injury to occur when you were in training camp and – you know, bleep happens, yeah, and that, I guess that's just the only thing. And they don't have any leverage; like they, they they just have absolutely none. So the only thing that they feel that they can do is withhold their services. Because even if they ball out, still don't know how much that helps their value in increasing it. You know, that's that would just be the only thing that I would say. But it's uh, yeah, tough tough times. Ravens got the win today. Um, We're able to handle the uh, Texans, but again, that big loss of J.K. Dobbins. He is George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, week one in the NFL. This is what's going on. Bears have the football, down one to the Packers, as Monty just told you, 7-6. 90 seconds left in the first half. Uh, They're in their own territory. Russell Wilson and the Broncos knocking on the door. They're at the 20 first and 10 down four. just 33 seconds left to go in the first half. Russ is cooking a little bit. I will say this. He does look like a completely different quarterback than the one that we saw last year. More decisive more aggressive. Now the Broncos are going to have it first and go at the five yard line Seahawks continue to hold that six point lead on the Rams. It is 13 to 7 with just 20 seconds to go until halftime Patriots got in the end zone Mac Jones to Hunter Henry, but it's the Eagles still up nine in that one and the chargers and dolphins 14 to 10 in favor of the bolts 220 to go in the first half hit george up at george reister you can find me on x twitter.com whatever you want to call it at dan Bayer on fox a big move in college football today and what could be forthcoming plus a look at your fantasy hits and boy were there misses
4: inject it with some fun humor and relatability listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Covino and Rich give me a hell yeah there's
0: no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming
11: Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Thurda Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Two by two to set. Wilson's in the shotgun. Javante Williams back in the game. Play fake. Wilson, deep drop. Protection is good. Russ breaks contain. Throws on the run. Touchdown, Denver! Portland Sutton in the back of the end zone.
5: The second touchdown pass of the game for Russell Wilson and the Broncos. They are up right now on the Raiders, 13-10 to 10 at the half. Highlight there, 94.1 FM in the Broncos radio network. He is... George Reister, I'm Dan buyer This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Today's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Quick update of scores. The Dolphins have just gotten into the end zone, to A tongue of Iloa. Short touchdown pass to River Craycraft. Extra point was good. Finns on top of the bolt, 17-14, a buck 42 to go until halftime. Mentioned the Broncos and that three-point edge on the Raiders at the half. Seahawks have a 13-7 lead on the Rams at halftime. Brett Maher missed another 50-plus field goal for the Rams. That could have brought them closer. Eagles up on the Patriots, 16-2, now 13 as Mac Jones has just hit Kendrick Bourne from 19 yards out. Patriots pulling closer, so that's a three-point game with the extra point coming up. Eagles still lead that contest. And the Packers and Bears in a slugfest, 10-6. Packers go into the half with a four-point lead. So you heard Monsie say it a little while ago. And we'll get a look at some fantasy numbers in a sec, George. But just your thought on the Mel Tucker suspension at Michigan State. Some big news in college football today.
1: Yeah, it, it's clear. They they want to fire Mel, Mel Tucker. And this was... Now, the university's in a tough spot, Dan, because of all the stuff that happened with Larry Nassar, with all the stuff that happened with, you know, that, you know, all of the yes, sexual assault yes, a- allegations, the doctor, every a- everything else. So if they don't suspend Mel, Mel Tucker, because from what we've read so, so far, Brenda Tracy, that she accuses him of sexual harassment. He says that they were. You know, in in, in a, sensual, in a yeah. yeah, in a sexual phone relationship. You, you know, doing doing some Whatever. adult things yep. on the uh, phone, and this is going to like this feels like an opportunity because Michigan State has not had the type of success. That would match Mel Tucker's contract. Can we? Can we both agree? Oh on, yeah, hundred percent. I actually think they're in an easy position, George. I just, I, I just. Yeah, I, but the problem is though, Dan, is that are they for sure going to be able to fire him for cause? That's the. That's the gotcha, gotcha. And that's why he's suspended right right now because a lot of these times in these coaches' contracts, they can't be fired immediately that there's a cooling-off period, if you will, somewhere between like 3 and 14 or 3 and 21 days, depending on the the mm-hmm. state where they have to suspend you, go through legal, yeah. all, all, all of that stuff. And during this time, they're going to be seeing if they can fire him for cause. If they can fire him for cause and get out of paying that buyout, then I mean, because cause, he still do like damn near like $80 million or something like that. So if they can get out of that, they will be happy. But if they can't get out of it now, now that's going to be a whole different story on 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 how they handle it, because then it's going to be like most of these other situations like you know that yeah, we that yeah. coach have been fired where it ends up in court and there's some sort of settlement and stuff like that.
5: I just don't think they're going to be on the hook for the whole 80 million. I think at some point whether whatever they have to pay them, you know, but in in that way I think it's easy. We got to get a look at some fantasy hits. Ryan Bersinger's
4: here. Set, go, go go go. Fantasy hits <laughs> and misses.
13: All right, Birch, what do we got? Well, first off, uh, quarterback one on the week thus far, according to this scoring system I have here, is Anthony Richardson in his NFL mm. debut, 24 of 37 through the air, uh, 223 yards and a touchdown with an interception. But it's those uh, 10 rushes for 40 yards and a touchdown that helps uh, pad his fantasy numbers. Christian McCaffrey is running back one on the week thus far, uh, giving plenty of people who had high draft picks a, a lot of happiness there. 22 of 152 for 152 and a touchdown on the ground. Three catches on five targets for 17 yards through the air. Your top wide receiver on the week thus far is Brandon Ayuk. Big game uh, in Pittsburgh for the Niners. Eight catches on eight targets for 129 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Right behind him, too, Calvin Ridley had a great game. Eight catches on 11 targets for uh, 101 and a touchdown there. And your top scoring tight end on the week right now is Hunter Hunter Henry at the half uh, for the Patriots Four catches on four targets for 44 yards and a touchdown. And just a quick look at a couple of misses here. Uh, Drake London. 1 target, no catches. Yeah, he missed. Um Yo. speaking of no catches, the Bengals had a really rough one today. T Higgins, 8 targets, no catches. Uh but of course, he have <laughs> 8 targets and no It <laughs> was a rough one God. there. The weather uh, definitely impacted that game. I think you can kind of throw this one out and still feel good about starting your Bengals moving forward. Uh just this one's a wash. Throw it out.
5: Yeah. It literally was a wash because of all the rain. It just, you know, washed away. Wash away their tears. T. Higgins and Drake London. Uh, big goose eggs. Uh, the 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 Niners have Ayuk. The Steelers had Ayuk. That's what it was today. That's how they could pronounce it because they were so awful against San Francisco. The jokes keep coming. The scores keep coming. The fantasy news keeps coming. The hot takes keep coming. He's George Reister. That's Ryan. That's Monty and Chris. I'm Dan. We're hanging out more next here on Fox
4: Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: Crazy happenings in Los Angeles with the Dolphins and Chargers. Second half's underway in Seattle and in Denver. And, of course, keeping our eye on what's happening in the NFC North and with what's happening in Foxborough, where George the Patriots have wasted no time, Tom Brady will be enshrined into the Patriots Hall of Fame coming up next summer. No waiting period. No wait. Well, oh, the team a- Hall of Fame. I, but- know, I know. I was joking. Yes, Bob oh. Kraft wasting no time to induct Tom Brady into the Patriots Hall of Fame.
1: Um. Um. Dan, is Monty still here? Yes, I got she something is. For her. Yes, yes, she is. Because where would
2: I be? Where am I going?
1: (laughs) Hey, I I must tell you, though, and, and both you guys know that football season starts, right? So you have football season starting. You have college season going in full force week two. And I tweeted out yesterday. I could not have been any more happy, dude. I could not have been any more more happy because I've so I moved in the last few months and I got a chance to get what I always wanted. And what's that? To be able to have. Uh, so I was able to hook it up and, and granted, you can do it with YouTube TV, too. But I was able to get my television to where I can break it up into four separate screens. Wow. Dude. Congrats.
2: Is that your first flex of the day? I'm confused here.
1: What are you talking about, Mossy? I do, I, I do not flex, but, but, but the see the uh, the the uh, issue that you run into though is what is that if you're gonna bre- break it up into four boxes that then creates a problem, right? Yes, yes. So I found, so I ended up finding a TV that would uh work that was big enough that would that would accommodate it so i so i still got a great picture so i am uh, happy and and they, and so Dan you've been gone for a while until until a couple of weeks ago <clears throat> and wow. what's been going on in your in your absence is is that anytime i say something monty calls it a flex right no no,
2: no. not anytime but when it's deserved he's like i was in the caribbean flex i just got this giant tv flex
1: And so, and so, what I figured is, is I was like, all right, well, it's it's this thing that's going on on Twitter too, Dan. So, so I didn't give her a flex. So I decided to give her a flex today. Is that is that I just got a new TV, ninety eight inches, and I'm uh, happy. I'm happy for you, George. I'm not. I'm happy for you. I decided that uh, I, would just, I would just get it out of the way, Dan. It was time to get it out of the way that, because that, that's, what, that's what the people wanted.
2: How many inches? 98. I think, I think that's taller than me.
1: That is. 98 <laughs> yes. inches is taller than me, too, my <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm going to pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers.
2: <laughs> I think that's that's maybe two of me almost.
5: <laughs> uh, I do have to say that we are broadcasting live from <laughs> the TireRack.com studios. we <laughs> will help you get there. on unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. tirerackcom the way tire buying should be. He is George Reister, 98 inches in all. That's what we're going to call it. We're going to call you 98. Should we let's yeah, we're gonna call you ninety-eight. I don't yeah, wanna call you ninety-eight inches. Yeah, I was that could say, be a little don't
8: do inches. No. Just ninety-eight. Oh,
5: no, it is interesting though, because the Seahawks give Rams receivers ninety-eight inches of separation when they're trying <laughs> to guard them. The Rams are in Seahawks territory down six, but LA having a first and goal, two two Atwell with a big catch uh in reception from <laughs> one matthew stafford so the rams are knocking on the door it's one of our five late games uh is it one of the four on your 98 inch tv george yeah or is that the one or is that the one that was left out
1: no okay no. so so what the cool part is is that then you can just like cycle through so if one goes to commercial i can just push up or or right or left and it'll automatically switch the audio to that
5: well, I wow. think I think that the Bengals would have liked to hit up, down, left, right, had some sort of code. A B
1: select start. Yeah. Yeah. they needed to hit the contract code. <laughs> they, they, them, need,
5: they needed something today against the Cleveland Browns. We talked about off the top of the show when Moose Johnston joined us. He was on the call of the Niners Steelers game on on how surprising that was, and you said that you know what the, what the Bengals put forth today was also one of your just enormous shockers, and again, rain played a part in it, but it only affected the browns so much you know like they, they they seemed to be able to thrive in it and the bengals did not jamar chase wide receiver of the cincinnati bengals had this to say after his team lost today to their division rival and in-state rival 24 3
1: it's frustrating cuz i called the ass elves and we just lost to some elves so i'm pissed on my part i'm not i'm pissed on
6: allen adding um like i said man we got missed opportunities we didn't capitalize on that, and, and we lost and that's how we lost
5: Calling the Browns Elves. which, By the way, I love Bronny the Elf. I love that logo. I think it's great. I think it's one of the better logos that we've got in the NFL. We don't see it that much. Um, I just don't think that Miles Garrett is or Nick Chubb is. I understand the playfulness and the rivalry between these two teams. But no matter what you could say, there's no excuse to put forth the numbers that the Bengals put together today. I mean, you haven't heard when Ryan Bershinger said in our fantasy segment, George. D. Higgins had eight targets and no receptions.
1: Yes. Like
5: how 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 is that even possible?
1: Like I, I just I mean I mean, unless he dropped so, so let's so you get targets even if the ball's not catchable. If he throws it away in your direction, technically it's a target. So like let's say six out of eight targets are catchable, right? <clears throat> I mean, are like typically catchable. Sure. I think that I mean but there there was no you know T Higgins was just dropping the ball today so that means that these balls were either not catchable not in the right di- direction and maybe he dropped one that's what it that's what it kind of sounds like to me
5: even even if if it was one or two like it would have been you know like we still would have been shocked at the lack of production That was put forth by T. Higgins, even if he caught one of them. But just to be goose egged, pretty crazy. The Rams, by the way, did cash in. Kyron Williams, 7-yard touchdown run, extra point is good. So the Rams are up on the Seahawks, 8.56 left to go in the third. It's a 14-13 game in favor of L.A., Aaron Jones, a big play for the Packers, got them down deep into Bears territory. And now A.J. Dillon is taking a carry down to about the half-yard line. So Green Bay knocking on the door. They're up 10-6, facing a third and goal right now from the half-inch yard line. And the Packers cash it in as it is Aaron Jones getting the touchdown run. So the Packers, without Aaron Rodgers, who at one point said that he had uh, ownership of the Chicago Bears, he's no longer in the green and gold we know. The Packers continuing their winning ways against the Bears. Uh, Mike Harmon, noted Bears fan here at Fox Sports Radio, pointed out that Matt LaFleur is, uh, he probably has an ownership stake in the Bears considering he's never lost to the team. Aaron Jones now extending Green Bay's lead to 16 6. And the Dolphins, this is, in this was at the end of the first half, George. Chargers kick a field goal. Chargers feeling good. Nine seconds left. Let's go into the half tied up at 17 all. Dolphins complete a pass, get near midfield, about a 20-yard pass to Jalen Waddell. Then a pass interference call allows the Dolphins to kick a field goal, adds one extra play on the clock, and the pass interference on J.C. Jackson allowed the Dolphins then to get a 20-17 lead on the Chargers and I do need to clarify, I said Mike Williams was down with an apparent leg injury. It was not a leg injury. The Chargers saying that he's dealing with a head injury, but you're not likely to see Mike Williams anymore uh, in this contest today against the Miami Dolphins if it is a, a head issue. There, I got all my housekeeping done. Can I tell you who else disappointed me today? Who was that? The Minnesota Vikings. Why? Not that I didn't expect it, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing over and over there, a, a team comes to Minnesota. They're wearing throwback uniforms. The end zones are painted. You're honoring B- the late Bud Grant. It's time to turn over a new leaf. By the way, I feel that the Vikings were one of the teams that got the most crap from people this offseason, including myself. just of, There's no way they could do it again. They were very lucky last year. They're bound to take a step back this year. So you have an opportunity to kind of change the narrative. Baker Mayfield and the Bucks come into town. And even NFL insiders are tweeting on how great Justin Jefferson is doing with his numbers-wise. Jordan Addison uh, bursts onto the scene with a touchdown. Vikings turn it over three times and lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, there's, the, like that is the definition of being a Viking, uh, if you want to say. Because you have the numbers. You know, the Kirk Cousins defenders can always point to the numbers – The wins last year were there for them, no matter how crazy, whether it's the Colts blowing, you know, 30 point leads or whatever, them winning in one score games was something. But a game that you should win to open the season, to turn over your new leaf, and it didn't happen for the Minnesota Vikings. And it felt like it was the same as it had been in years past. Maybe now because they lose the one score game, it's a little different. I just expected more from a team that I thought uh, really had you an opportunity to get a win. Continuously
1: live on the edge. Yeah, you're if right. You, it, it just, it, it just doesn't work. If you think that you are going to stay in one score games and win them every single year, it, it, it is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And yeah, this is like truly an upsetting loss to me if you are a Vikings fan. And I know it's early in the season. There's still plenty of time to get it together and all those things. But against the Buccaneers, like this is a game that you feel like, okay, we should win. And then you're looking at your defense too. Your defense actually did not play poorly. They only allowed Baker Mayfield to throw for 173 yards and allowed 73 yards rushing.
13: It's mm-hmm.
1: literally it. Um, Turning it over the three times I, kills you. <laughs> I yep. mean, yeah. Does. But, but one of the things I noticed, though, Dan, is that rushing is down around the league, though. Like, if you notice, we've not had, I mean, how, how many 100-yard rushers have we, have we had today? None? Gosh, yeah. I, I, oh, Chubb. Nick, Nick Chubb. At 106 yards. McCaffrey went for 152. But that's it so far. That's the end of the line. Austin Eckler may be close. I'd have to pull up just because he had a fifty oh, five. He had, yeah, he had that run. long run. So, he had an eight for eight eight for eighty one. Yeah. There you go. But so gone close. are the days that I mean, and even last last year. Look at the fantasy rankings. When when has it not been littered with and and you do the uh mm-hmm. the uh, fantasy stuff? So like when was it not like littered for the top ten picks like Eight, seven, or eight of them were always running backs, and that's no longer the case.
5: And 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 now with certain leagues and doing points per reception, you just have yeah, all of that has shifted. You're 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 a hundred percent right. the The guys that you expect though are the Nick Chubbs, the Christian McCaffrey's. I mean, gosh, the Niners just look so good today. Yeah, you know, they Like did. it's, like it's and, and I mean, I you know, I hate to say it, but like. You know we, we've seen we've seen Elijah Mitchell. You know his backup there now. We've seen Raheem Mostert in years past when he was there, and Jeff Wilson Jr. when he was there, have that sort of success. But it, I mean, McCaffrey is just also a little bit different, and it just it it makes it so you know seamless. So outside of of that, you know Kenneth Walker's putting up a decent day for the Seahawks, but not near hundred yet. But that's a grinding sort of one. You know that's a that's a the grinding to get the one hundred. Yeah, few and far between. And granted, you don't need hundred yards to get a you know a thousand yard season anymore. Yeah, but with seventeen it ain't the games. Same. No, like you're absolutely a thousand yard right.
1: season ain't what it used to be.
5: He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. Today's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat ATV, and more. All your protection in one place, bundle and save at progressive.com. So here's where we stand. Packers again up on the Bears seventeen to six midway through the third quarter, just underway in the second half. Finns on top of the Chargers, twenty to seventeen. The Patriots trail the Eagles 16-14. That one is early in the second half. Eagles have the ball at midfield. Rams have taken that 14-3 or 13 edge on the Seahawks. The Broncos just missed a field goal. Will Lutz has missed a long field goal and now an extra point. Broncos though remain on top of the Raiders 13-10. 9.30 to go left in the third. Our NFL insider Adam Kaplan joins us next. Break down some of the key moves that led up to this week plus some more week one fallout. He's George Rice I'm Dan Beyer. That's next here on Fox Sports. Red Zone Radio.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can events.
8: Listen to
11: Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Thurda Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: In the shotgun love. Showtime to his right. Wicks moves in motion to the wing right side. They stack two receivers on the left. And the kid to Jones up go. the middle. Blasting to the end zone. Touchdown! Showtime into the end zone. And the Packers extend the lead.
5: And by the way, that's not even the most recent Packers touchdown scored by Aaron Jones. We'll get to that in a sec. want to tell you that highlight, courtesy of 97.3 The Game, WRNW and the Packers Radio Network. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Week one, yes, Sunday is here. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. Getting you caught up on what is happening throughout these five games. And I just mentioned Aaron Jones and recent touchdowns. Just took a pass from Jordan Love, 35 yards out. Jones took it to the house, his second touchdown of the game. Packers have extended their lead on the Bears. It's 24-6 in Chicago, midway through the third quarter. Developing situation in Seattle. The Seahawks right now have two injured tackles, both Charles Cross and Abe Lucas uh, on the sidelines for the Seahawks, and they trail the Rams right now, 14-13 midway through the Third quarter, and the Rams are in Seahawks territory looking to extend their lead. Chargers have just taken a lead on the Dolphins. It's 24 to 10. Bolts out in front, 9 19 left to go in the third quarter. Justin Herbert, a one yard touchdown run. Extra point was good. Eagles have a 19 14 lead on the Patriots midway through the third quarter, and the Raiders have the ball in Broncos territory. And it looks like they're going to be set up on a pass interference call. Patrick Sertan. And Devontae Adams going at it, and it looks like the Raiders are going to get a first and goal inside the ten. But it's the Broncos with a thirteen to ten lead. All right, George, let's welcome him in our Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider, Adam Kaplan, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hit him up on Twitter at Kaplan NFL Inside the Birds Podcast. Hello, Adam. Happy Week One. How are you today,
12: guys? Great to be with you. Yeah, it's been it's been kind of what I thought—be a very low scoring day for the most part on the Chargers. The other than the Dolphins and Chargers game, it's been very low scoring week one simply like that so no surprises but certainly uh, in terms of game script boy how about those niners today
5: my goodness did they give them the lombardi trophy like at uh in the post game of week <laughs> one because you want to talk about looking prime i mean yeah. if, if they i mean I, I i was shocked i mean there's a whole another story about pittsburgh but mm-hmm. just for how seasoned san francisco looked yeah. blew my mind
12: Yeah, and that's not good for the Steelers. The the hype uh, came crazy over the last two or three weeks. And look, they had a great training camp, great preseason. They're one of the few teams that will play their starters serious minutes in the preseason. And a lot of teams don't do that. For whatever reason, they they were just flat. And this game was at home. The Niners absolutely annihilated them from pillar to post. Kenny Pickett struggled. Don't let the final numbers fool you. He struggled after having a very good uh, training camp in preseason. So... This has got to be disappointing. I, I called someone with the Steelers today. They didn't pick up after the game. I could understand why.
4: <laughs>
1: um, speaking of bad games, though, you had a bad game out of the Bengals and Browns, and I Oof. know the weather wasn't great, yeah. but Watson and Watson didn't look great. Nope. Burrow looked atrocious. Yep. What What are we supposed to make out of both of those situations?
12: Yeah, for some reason, George, boy, Burrow has not played well against the Browns. I don't know what it is. It's, historically, it is. it's been... Well below what you would expect uh, from, from Joe Burrow, the highest paid player in NFL history by far at this point, and it just it didn't look good. yeah, it did rain for the majority of the first half, stopped somewhat in the second half. It was just it was an ugly game. Uh, the, the Browns are running a new defense or running Jim Schwartz's wide nine. They got to him. Uh, they did not blitz really at all. They got to Burrow, he struggled. Yeah, boy, they, they just look they look terrible. But now, here's another thing, folks, let's not forget. Burrow, because of the calf injury, did not practice much at training camp. He got hurt early. So th- th- this is yet another training camp where he doesn't really practice much. So his timing was off, and it showed, and their defense also did not play well.
5: Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. George and I discussed this earlier, but uh, along those lines, and want to get your thoughts on, on the J.K. Dobbins injury. Do you yeah, think that his contract situation, his hold-in, had anything to do with, with what happened today?
12: Oh, there's no way to know. I mean, a twin Achilles, you know, they first thought it was his ankle. It's in the area. There's no way to know that. But one thing I would tell you, the Ravens probably practice more than any NFL team in the offseason, particularly in training camp. Some of the practices are three hours, certainly two and a half to three hours. And there's a reason why certain teams are really healthy based on the way that they practice. They don't practice a lot. They, they don't overwork. Uh, through sports science, sciences. Some teams just practice too much. Now, again, it's all subjective. There's no way to know why he tours Achilles. But remember two years ago when Marcus Peters tours ACL and then J.K. Dobbins tours ACL right before the season started? Yeah. It's kind of weird, guys. I mean, it's kind of weird how, how this continues to happen to the football team. I, I can't explain it, but they've had an awful injury situation in the last three years.
1: Um, are you surprised at what we saw – Out of the Vikings today because yeah, we're kind of flat. Yeah, this and and I know that we can't overreact to Week
12: One because there's not a ton of preseason.
1: Sure, Sure. but are the Buccaneers going to be better than we think?
12: Well, they started. I mean, they actually had five offensive line changes today, four new starters. And the first half was rocky. It was kind of an ugly first half. It was kind of a choppy game. And look, here's the thing for Baker Mayfield. Okay, this was huge. He didn't turn the ball over. Kirk Cousins ball security terrible. This guy put, always puts up numbers, but and they'll win in the regular season, but they don't go very far with him. That's something they have to look at. Remember, they're not extending his contract this year, so it's something they have to look at. They're not going to extend Justin Jefferson's contract. They did some good things offensively, but you know the other thing is their pass rush. The pass rush was not very good today. It was just okay. And Marcus Davenport, who signed a big free agent contract for a year. Uh, he didn't play today with an injury. He's been hurt a lot in his career. And they traded Cedarius Smith, who's a good pass rusher, helped the Browns today. They traded him away. So that's another thing. And by the way, Brian Flores is their defense coordinator. They've changed their defense completely from what it, the, what they had before.
5: Rams have extended their lead on the Seahawks. It's 17-13 to 13 now, L.A., with the lead in Seattle. And that leads me to our next question for our NFL insider, Adam Kaplan, joining us here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Popped up today that the Jets you know, inquired about Stafford and uh, this offseason prior to the to the Rogers deal. I'm always curious with this sort of stuff because it pops up the morning of week one of the NFL season. A story that, you know, may have happened like four or five months ago. What is the real situation with the Rams and Stafford? They're winning right now. Yeah. um, But obviously, Cooper Cup situation uh, with him on. IR, going to miss four games. Realistically, what is the situation with Stafford and Rams and, and the Rams entering the season and All the right, moving cu- forward?
12: Several levels here. Let's get to the Jets first, then we'll get to the Rams. I reported back at the Super Bowl that they were in on Derek Carr before anyone knew about it. Uh, they Now, he was plan 1A. One was Rodgers. There was no other plan. It was Rodgers, then Carr because uh, they, they also had some coaches who work with uh, Derek Carr with the Raiders many years ago. So that was the other plan. Look, yeah. So, so I guess there was an ESPN report that they checked into Stafford. Well, yeah. Kevin Demoff, their their president, did say that other teams called them uh, about Stafford, and this is obviously one of them. So, but their plan was Rogers. There was they were all in By the way, I'm told it was Joe Douglas's idea, not ownership. So the ownership obviously was clearly in on it. They were they were they wanted to do it. Uh, and look, they're very happy with uh, Aaron Rodgers. I finally, by the way, binge binge watched all of the Hard Knocks. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting how everything's going well with Aaron Rodgers, but you know I did report uh, for Pro Football Network back in the spring uh, how how he took on a leadership role with Zach Wilson, brought him over to brought him over their four minute offense, said hey watch me run this, some good leadership. But let's understand though they've not played a game yet, and that starts tomorrow night for them.
1: Yeah, and we we had three rookie quarterbacks start today. We had C.J. Stroud, we had. Um Bryce Young. Oh, my goodness. Bryce Young yep, and
12: then, yep. um, Anthony, and then Richardson.
1: Anthony Richardson. Sure. Anthony Richardson looks like he had the best day out of all of them.
12: Are had you a bad surprised pick, by though, that? Real bad pick. He didn't see it on his own drop. But, yes, I thought he hung in there. See, here's the thing, George, you know as a player. If you're a rookie quarterback, gives you just a chance to win. That's all you're asking for. I mean, Peyton Manning said an NFL rookie wreck for interceptions. It's going to happen. Guy, these guys are going to turn the ball over. But just give him a chance to win. They're an, under, an under-man team, particularly in the secondary they're, just, they're not very good at corner, that show today. Uh, but, look, they have a good front. They'll, they'll get four or five wins. They'll, they'll kind of hang in there. But but in the end, I thought Richardson did some good things. He ran the ball well. I thought he they're not a great pass star group, decent. But he made some mistakes here. I, I think there's something to build off there. Yeah, no, no doubt. And, by the way, they had the lead. They came back and took the lead, but they couldn't hold it.
5: Tonight, Giants and Cowboys. Adam Kaplan joining George Reister and myself, Dan Bayer here on Fox Sports at Red Zone Radio. Monty will have a score update in just a few minutes of the five games that are going on. But tonight it is uh, Giants-Cowboys. Uh, the conversation always, Dak, 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 Dak. Are you... Set to watch Dak, 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 Dak tonight. Are you looking for more maybe from the Giants' side of things?
12: Yeah, look, when he when he does not turn the ball over, their record is so much over five hundred. it's incredible. Now, the, the Cowboys have owned the Giants at, at, at uh, MetLife. I mean, it's, they've, they've got uh, – you're going back over well over a decade. So the, the only thing there is for this game, folks, watch this. You talk about Dak – the left guard, Tyler Smith, is not going to play. Their left tackle, Tyler, the, the Tyron Smith, has got an ankle injury he, he hurt this week. Their depth on the offensive line is not very good. So that, that definitely would concern me in this game. That's one thing to look at because you know what Wink Martindale is going to do. No one has a higher blitz percentage in the National Football League. So we're going to keep an eye on that in tonight's game.
5: All right. He's Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider. Hit him up at Kaplan NFL. Where are you writing these days? Are you doing,
12: doing – Yeah, Pro yeah. Football Network. Yeah, I put out a lot of scoops. Yeah, I had a good, real good one that got a lot of natural attention, one, Darren Waller, why the Raiders made that trade. Yes. Which people cannot figure out, why would you trade a player you just extended after six months? But I kind of outlined it pretty well, and they never refuted it, not that they could because it's the truth. <laughs> but it, when, when you don't stay healthy and you're 31 years old, which he, just, he turns very soon, even Josh McDaniels could say, I've had enough. And that's what happened. Uh,
5: well, we we could never get enough of Adam Kaplan, but we're going to have to wait until week two to get more. Adam, we oh, appreciate you. the time. Thank you. Love talking to you. Talk to you next See week, you. man. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. The Raiders were knocking on the door. And then a Jimmy G. Int to give us an update of what's happening in Denver and the other four games that are going on. Monty Bolaños is at the news desk. What's going on, Monty?
2: I mean, there is still, what is it? Broncos, let's ride? I mean, they're still riding.
5: Broncos country? The Broncos,
2: Broncos country. Let's ride. They're still riding. Uh, yes, they're still beating the Raiders 13-10. A little over a minute to go in the third quarter. But the Dolphins and the Chargers, this has been a fun one. Chargers take the lead. Justin Herbert runs it in for a touchdown, and they just intercepted Tua Togo Vailoa in the end zone. Mm. So the Chargers have the ball again. Chargers up 24 to. 20, less than five minutes to go in the third quarter. The Eagles and the Patriots, it's a close one. And for a second, I thought Philadelphia was going to run away with it, scoring 16 points in the first quarter. But the Patriots have responded, even though Philadelphia holding on to their lead now, 19 to 14, less than three minutes to go in the third. And the Packers, hey, they don't look too shabby. Jordan Love is thrown for 169 yards, two touchdowns. Aaron Jones has nine carries, 41 yards and a touchdown. He also has two receptions, 86 yards and a touchdown. Packers up twenty-four to six. Three and a half minutes to go in the third quarter, and the Rams and the Seahawks also going at it. Your Seahawks down currently seventeen uh. to thirteen, but there's still time—a minute to go in the third quarter. So don't you worry. No,
5: let's just th- overthrow DK Metcalf by fifteen <laughs> yards on third and four. Is that not how you're let's supposed just to do it? Chuck it way over his head. Oh, Why not?
2: Got it, got it. I thought I thought that's how you were supposed to do it at the U.S. Open. It's the men's final. Novak Djokovic and Daniil have split their first two sets at the men's final. A little baseball news. The Brewers had a combined no-hitter through 11 innings against the Yankees. Then New York pulls it out. They win 4-3 in 13 innings. But... Their top prospect, Jason Dominguez, has a torn UCL. Mm. He's only played eight games. He has four homers in eight games. And they announced that he has oh. a torn UCL. So, Bad
5: to worse for the Yankees.
2: Yeah, seriously. You, they just can't catch a break. The Marlins came back from behind to beat the Phillies 5-4. Now Miami is half a game out of the final wall-card spot in the National League. Kyle Schwarber did hit home run number 43, though, for the Phillies. The Reds with a 7-1 victory over the Cardinals. The Cincinnati is one and a half games out of the final wall-card spot in the National League league, and this is all because the Diamondbacks lost to the Cubs 5-2. The Mariners lost 6-3 to the Rays, but they still have a half-game lead over the Rangers for that last wildcard spot in the AL, and the Braves are the first team to clinch a playoff berth after beating the Pirates 5-2. And earlier today was reported by USA Today that the Angels are open to moving Mike Trout if he seeks a trade. Mm. After all that, what do we do after all that? (laughs)
5: <laughs> oh, wow. That'll be something we'll be talking about throughout this offseason. And by the way, the Yankee story, everybody feels bad that the Yankees are having a tough time. Like, they got a lot of sympathy throughout the uh – major league baseball I'm being completely sarcastic <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for the young kid I do I, I, I that really stinks that
2: sucks for him yes, for sure but does. nobody is upset you're right yes. and also Hayden Hurst sorry he did tweet quote yes I blacked out and threw Bryce's first touchdown in the seats but they threw it back and the ball is in safe hands everyone can relax and dial it back about 30% <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's
2: what he said
5: Hey, no, he deserves all the <laughs> everything. Right? You don't do that. He was against his former team so you know that there was probably, you know, yeah, something like he there. Was,
2: yeah, he was filling it. Yes. For sure, for sure.
5: But it was in Atlanta so it hit three rows of empty seats. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's week one so of course there were fans of there. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, if there was a soccer match, it definitely would have hit someone but what? not at, uh, yeah, maybe not so much. Sorry, Falcons. I picked you to win the NFC South. I did. Thanks, Monty. Yeah. <laughs> it is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio live from the TireRack.com studios. INT's in the end zone. So much to watch. And these Patriots still sticking around uh, with the uh, Eagles, just uh, down five, as Monty said. And every time I look up, the Rams are getting a first down against my Seahawks. Hey, it's what happens. The Rams and the Seahawks, division rivals, and the Rams certainly have their number. He is George Reister. If you want to hit him up, uh, tell him that his thoughts are great or crazy. Either way, uh, find him at George Reister. You can find me at Dan Beyer on Fox. Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take our own time out because we got fantasy numbers coming up. Plus, these games are starting to hit the home stretch. A lot of the action heading into the fourth quarter. He's George Royster. I'm Dan Byer. It's all next here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card...
8: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
0: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip.
3: For the play clock, here's the snap, blitzes on, picked up, fields, lobs it down the right side to Mooney, end zone, touchdown, touchdown Bears, a sweet
4: throw and catch 20 yards, welcome back Darnell Mooney, we missed you.
5: Bears Radio Network on the call, Jeff Joniak there, it is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, he's George Reister, I'm Dan Beyer. Got the Bears a little bit closer, but still, Green Bay leads Chicago right now. 24-14, 24-14, to 14, start of the fourth quarter. Other action going on in Seattle. The Rams facing a third and 11, but they are on the verge of at least getting some points as they're at the Seahawks' 13-yard line with a four-point lead. told you a bit earlier that the Seahawks, both of their tackles on offense, got dinged up. Charles Cross and Abe Lucas— well, Tyler Lockett's being evaluated for a concussion, and now on that third down play, there is a flag on the play, so we will let you know if it will be a fourth down as the pass was incomplete from Matthew Stafford into the end zone or it will be a first down for the Rams, and the penalty appears to be on Seattle, so the Rams are going to get a fresh set of downs up four in Seattle on the Seahawks. Now the Chargers and Dolphins continue in a seesaw battle. Dolphins back on top, 27-24 to to a tongue of Iloa. Through to Tyreek Hill, 35 yards out. Touchdown, extra point was good. Dolphins again up 27-24. Three minutes left, or two minutes left to go in the third quarter. Broncos driving against the Raiders, but the Raiders are going to hold, so Denver's going to have to attempt a field goal. They're early in the fourth quarter. Actually, a little bit more towards midway in the fourth quarter now. Denver with a 13-10 lead. Will Lutz coming on. Missed a couple of kicks earlier today. Won an extra point. Won a long field goal. So he will uh, now try to at least make it a six-point lead for the Broncos. The Eagles and Patriots playing in Foxborough, New England, trailed early 16 to nothing, but it's now a 19 14 lead. Check that the Eagles have just kicked a long field goal, Jake Elliott, from about 54 yards out, 22 14 Eagles on top of the Patriots. And the Bears, as we just told you, pulled within 10 of Green Bay, 24 to 14. So that's the action that we've got going on uh, right now. And it's funny because the Rams, George, thought to be one of the worst teams uh, in the NFL. I thought that they were going to strategically try to tank to get Matthew Stafford. The Cardinals, I think we all felt one of the worst rosters, if not the worst roster in the NFL. Had Josh Dobbs be their starting quarterback after he was just signed a week or two ago. They gave the commanders all that they could uh, handle. I don't want to sound cliche, but it truly is... Just you can't expect what you think in the NFL, especially early, early on in the season. Rams now getting a you know they're at the Seahawks one yard line could go up two scores on them, and the the Commanders had to hold on for that victory today against the Arizona Cardinals.
1: Yeah, but the Rams are still going to get a top ten pick. Yeah, the, no, the, for sure, for sure. The, the difference is is that Matthew Stafford, he's not a bum, <laughs> and 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 he wants that money. And he ain't trying to lose, and he ain't trying to move. Probably, <laughs> so so he wants to make sure that he plays well. So I think that there's additional yeah. motivation for him on top of just the normal, because he knows that the that the franchise would love to get Caleb Williams, and if they get Caleb Williams, he gone.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He gone. He belonged to the streets at that point.
5: Please. Yes, <laughs> the Rams, by the way, had it third and goal and. Stafford's pass while rolling out was batted down. So it's fourth and goal at the half-yard line. They are going for it here. Not much of a surprise. Up four. And it looks like the Rams are going to get an easy touchdown. Cam Akers walking that was in.
1: a terrible quarterback sneak. It was, <laughs> on it, second down.
5: On second down. Well, it doesn't matter now for them as they uh, they cash in. So the Rams up 23-13. to Packers scoring again. Uh, Romeo Dobbs has just got a touchdown pass from Jordan Love, and if there's no flags, that's going to stand. So Dobbs with his second touchdown catch of the day. Uh, Packers, uh, same as it ever was against the Bears, now 30-14, to 14, extra point pending. All right, let's take a look at some fantasy numbers with the one and only Ryan Bershinger.
4: Set, go, 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 go! Fantasy hits <laughs> and misses. You
5: know, we are live from the TireEc.com studios, and in our first, first fantasy update... We didn't get any cheers or groans from George, so I have no idea on how his team is doing today. Maybe we'll find out a little bit more. (laughs) Hey, I know that every Jordan
13: Love touchdown is a positive. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Burst, what do you got? Well, let's focus in on these games that are currently in action. We were hoping that this Chargers Dolphins game would be a points of Palooza for fantasy football, and it has thus far. Tuatunga Vailoa is currently the top-scoring quarterback in these games. Uh, he's 19 of 31 for 342 yards and two touchdowns with an interception. Also has seven rushing. yards for good measure. Uh, Jordan Love with that touchdown. He's now 13 of 24 for 229 yards and two touchdowns. Also 12 rushing yards on the ground. He's just barely ahead of Justin Herbert who's also having a solid game. 17 to 24 with 160 yards and a touchdown through the air. Also does have 18 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground. But unfortunately Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts are not quite giving you the numbers that you'd expect from them. Uh, 36 rushing yards for Justin Fields, 26 for Jalen Hurts thus far uh, and 144 And a touchdown through the air for Fields, 117, and a touchdown for Hertz. So, uh, definitely would like to see more out of those two because those were uh, heavily invested quarterbacks near the top of your draft. I don't want to sidetrack, so just put Mm -hmm. a pin in, but I do want to say something about the Eagles because,
5: you know, Bill Belichick, you know, legendary coach. Some feel the greatest coach of all time. Sometimes mobile quarterbacks give them a little bit more of a problem, so you wondered what Hertz would be able to do today. But another issue with Philadelphia is their running back room. I remember in week 1 of the preseason like they sat out Kenneth Gainwell. Does that mean that he's number 1? Apparently it does because he's got 12 carries today and DeAndre Swift has one. You know, I mean like this is you know that backfield in Philadelphia fantasy wise, uh I just stay away stay away as much as you can.
13: Exactly. I find this super interesting because Gainwell is definitely the third Eagles running back taken in your drafts. And uh, if you got him, you got him super late. So there's tremendous value here. We haven't seen Rashad Penny at all today. No, you can
5: probably get him for a penny in a
13: fab. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also something interesting going on is is looking at the Rams offense without Cooper Cup and the way that it's operated. Fantasy wise, Cam Akers getting that touchdown there has uh, tremendously helped his day because his line is now 11 carries for 14 yards and a touchdown, Uh, and that's with one of those carries being for 12 yards. (laughs) <laughs> which uh, is is rather interesting. Uh, Kyron Williams has outcarried Cam Akers thus far. Kyron Williams has 14 carries for 47 yards and two touchdowns. So that is something to be aware of, that Kyron Williams, which at the end of last year, people who were looking for deeper names in fantasy were really targeting Kyron Williams, and nothing ever happened. Suddenly here in the first game of the season, we're seeing a lot of Kyron Williams action. Also looking at the receivers in Cooper Cup's absence, Tutu Atwell has six catches on eight targets for 119 yards, and Puka Nakua has nine catches on 13 targets for 98 yards. So there is actual value in this receiving core in Cooper Cup's absence. And it's not Van Jefferson who has three catches on four targets for 18 yards. Uh, just looking around at these games as well, Aaron Jones is having a great game thus far. Nine rushes, 41 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Also two catches on four targets for 86 yards and a touchdown through the air. And of course, Austin Eckler having a great game. 14 rushes for 113 yards and a touchdown. Touchdown on the ground with also three catches on three targets for 43 yards through the air. And that's uh, some updates on what's going on in your fantasy. Games. He
5: unfortunately didn't get the most recent Chargers touchdown. That was for Joshua Kelly, three yard touchdown run, extra point coming up. But when we say seesaw battle, it has been back and forth, and now the Chargers are up 30 to 27 with the extra point pending. He is George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. That's Ryan Bershinger. You can get Bersh on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger and also hear him on the I Want Your Flex podcast that uh, Mike Harmon, myself, and Ryan put together each week here. Uh, get it wherever you download your podcast. All right, George. So, Dolphins, Chargers, it's lived up to everything. We got about 30 seconds. Um, giving the edge to who right now? Because Tua looks darn good in this game.
1: Hey, man. Always. We- Always bet on the O, man. Always bet on the O. <laughs> with uh And that's for
5: Oregon, right? Yes. That's what you mean with Justin yes. Herbert. Yes. Yeah,
1: but but at the same time I do think that this that this could be two playoff teams sure. right, right now. And it actually looks like two good teams playing football, which and somebody's gotta lose though.
5: So. Rave reviews in game one of Kellen Moore's tenure as the offensive coordinator. The Raiders have just gotten into the end zone in Denver. An opportunity to take the lead. That and so much more coming up next here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Five games,
5: Four that could go down to the wire. Three that are within a possession of possibly changing leads. Welcome in. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road asset protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This has kind of been the story. I, I feel this has been the reality of the Green Bay Packers George Reister this entire offseason is we knew that they were going to have to replace Aaron Rodgers and would be doing so with Jordan Love, but it's also a team that needed their defense to step up and do more than they did last year. This was supposed to be a very, very good defense last year and was anything but. I know they're playing the Bears now, and I'm taking it with a grain of salt, but If the Packers are going to have success like they are, as Monty told you, up 24 right now early in the fourth quarter, it's going to have to be offense and defense. And Jordan Love has thrown three touchdown passes. Hasn't been perfect. There have been throws that he has missed. But this is the recipe for success for Green Bay if they are going to be a playoff team. I mean, Jordan Love is not going to have to do everything that Aaron Rodgers did. And granted, you're not going to face the Bears every single week, but... If you're a Green Bay Packers fan, you got to be extremely happy to see your defense making plays, scoring on defense, and Jordan Love at least stepping up the plate in this first career uh first start of this season.
1: Um I I actually Dan am like I'm bullish on Jordan Love. I kept him in my keeper league. Uh-huh. And It's something about him, and I tweeted about him a little bit ago. He is like he looks so calm when they put him on the screen on TV. Like he does, like he looks very unbothered. That the moment, even in his first, you know, start as the guy, Mm -hmm. like he looks good and he looks comfortable, he looks happy. And and I actually think that this bodes well, like he doesn't look like a rookie starting or a guy, you know, getting his first real opportunity. He looks like a guy who's who's been doing this a long time. All right. Here we go. Like there like there doesn't feel like that. There's an an urgency or an uneasiness. Now, now it's weird because you do want to feel urgency from your quarterback, but not. Like, nervousness or, or anxiousness or anything like that. Like, you you want him to have that calm in his eye, like, yo, like, we got it. Like, we're good. Yeah. And that's what you feel out of Jordan Love.
5: Now, the, the great thing for Green Bay was this Jordan Love that you just described and the one that we're seeing today in Chicago is similar to the one that we saw replace Aaron Rodgers in that game last year against Philadelphia, where he came in and looked great, and I think that game for the half of football that he played in that contest was enough for the Packers to feel that, all right, they, they could they could do it. Like they, this, this was the time there wasn't anything that would dissuade them. A passer rating right now of one hundred and twenty-seven point two just flashed on the, on the screen. That is that is all you could ask and more. But again, it's a team that has two really good running backs. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. And Jones uh today having a great day despite tweaking a hamstring we believe was the initial report, but still the nine carries 41 yards, couple of catches for 86 yards, those couple of touchdowns. Like that's who Green Bay is. And I think like of anything like if if you're a Packers fan or you're in the NFC North and we saw the Vikings fall today, uh if, if anybody's going to challenge those Lions who many people, you know, feel were the uh, preseason favorites, it would be the Packers, and this is how they would have to do it. So that's that's my takeaway as I watch Green Bay today is Jordan Love did everything that he needed to do. But if the Packers are going to be a 9-win team, a 10-win team, their defense needs to make plays. And those first-round picks that were criticized because they weren't weapons for uh, for Aaron Rodgers, need to come through just like
1: Quay and, Walker you know, was, who scored a
5: defensive though. touchdown today.
1: See, I was thinking about that whole weapons thing, right? Like, and where it's like, oh, they didn't draft him weapons, didn't, didn't draft him weapons. If you look at the the better quarterbacks in in the league, like the upper tier guys, that are especially as they get older, like how many. And, and I know that Tom Brady is kind of the outlier for a lot of these things. But how many weapons did they draft for for a him? You know, what I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, like outside of having Gronk, particularly later in his career, he didn't have, you know, uh, Devontae Adams and and excellent guys like that to throw to. Like he he was making the West Welkers, the Edelmans, and all of these dudes very very good. Look at Patrick Mahomes. Aside from, you know, like well well since Tyreek Hill has left, have they gone out to go get him quote unquote weapons? No, they they won a Super Bowl last year without a wide receiver that you would be like, oh, wow, like that's a name brand guy. Yeah. Who's Ju-
5: Juju underwhelmed, I would say, for, yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: But nobody thinks that Juju is a top 10 wide no. out in, in the league. Like, could could you – and I think that that's with the quarterback pay and stuff like that, it's going to be harder that that you're going to have to play with young guys – on younger contracts or you're going to be playing with journeymen a lot of times so and and that's where the upper tier elite quarterbacks that that's kind of the the space that you have to live in because like imagine if patrick mahomes like if they drafted a justin jefferson or if they drafted You know, uh, a Jamar Chase, or found a way to acquire him because they they can't get those guys in free agency, so they got to get them earlier in their careers if they want them. And you just got to be better.
5: Yeah, it it, that's what that's why it makes it so urgent right now for the Bengals to do what they're doing because you did just pay Joe Burrow, but you are going to have to pay T. Higgins. Maybe you're not going to. I don't. That's the decision that they're going to have to make. There's decisions that they're gonna have to make with jamar chase and so that's why it it is so important for them to do that because that's the other end of the spectrum right that's the spectrum as you said of there are now there's top you know tier weapons on that side of you know in cincinnati meaning the opposite of maybe what you would have in kansas city like you know joe joe burrow's got a A lot of top guys to throw to. And at some point, you're not going to be able to cash that in. I also think like we have this from what happened Thursday night with the Chiefs. By the way, the Broncos trail the Raiders by one. The Raiders have the football. It's a third and seven from their own 44-yard line. So Denver needs a stop here with three minutes to go. Denver only has one timeout. And uh, if that's the case, I think the Raiders are going to be about a yard short. Actually... Now there's a late flag, and this could give the Raiders a first down. And Jacoby Myers was just uh took a violent hit on the third down play. We'll keep you up to date of what's happening in Denver, but sorry to change my train of thought back to the Chiefs and to what you're talking about and kind of with the Packers. The Chiefs have kind of done what the Packers have done, second round picks on guys for years. You know, you second, third round picks, you try to bring in weapons. They it worked with you know, Greg Jennings and Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams. And those guys ended up working out in Kansas City. You move off from Tyreek Hill and you, you know, Nicole Hardman was brought in in 2019, I believe. Uh, he's no longer there. Sky Moore is a guy that you hope could, you know, take it to the next level. You know, we saw Rasheed Rice uh, score on Thursday night. You're hoping that these guys can kind of emerge And I think sometimes maybe we took that for granted when Aaron Rodgers was in Green Bay. To kind of circle back with them, of we were so fixated on the first round pick stuff. The Chiefs are kind of trying to do the same thing that the Packers did, and the Packers did it with stunning success. We all know the names that I mentioned. The names that I just mentioned for the Kansas City Chiefs, we just know because we see the Chiefs all the time on TV, and that would be the only reason why. But they haven't had as much success trying to invest in those weapons, even though they're not first-round picks. They are second-round picks, and they just haven't come to you know, come to fruition.
1: Yeah, and so I, I think that there comes a point where teams, that you kind of reach an inflection point of where your quote-unquote window is and i think the chargers are in that window right now that they got a couple more years that they can deal with their salary cap and all of that stuff you're going to have the bills having to reset a little bit after this year yep so so then they're going to be off for a couple seasons and so like when when you do have a window, you have to maximize it. Just like the Eagles. The Eagles are in that window. They if they're gonna win a Super Bowl, it's gotta be in the next two, three seasons max. Absolute it, max. While these dudes are still on their rookie deals.
5: But but I, I would say this just to just to clarify, and Jacoby Myers is being helped off the field. The penalty on the hit delivered to Myers will give the Raiders a first down. So with 2.54 to go, Denver has one time out in the two-minute warning. Um, But the Raiders, with another uh, first down here, likely can run out the clock and get a victory in Denver. Darn near run out the clock is they're going to be in Denver territory. The point that when you talk about windows, it's windows with this current makeup of that franchise. And that's what's so important about the Bengals is because it's the first window. It's how do you construct that window in years past? And maybe that's what New England did so well with Tom Brady. You mentioned the names of, you know, Wes Welker moves out, Julian Edelman comes in. You do draft Gronkowski. Uh, You know, you you made other, you know, the late Aaron Hernandez when he played was of, you know, a fourth round pick for them that they had value for. It wasn't just, hey, we're going to bring in Randy Moss and he's an extreme talent and we brought him in and now we're going to set records. Like they made decisions, but their windows throughout the Tom Brady era were different windows during that time. And that's what I think the Chiefs are are facing right now because you've got the window of Hill and Kelsey as your your main guys. That's like the first window. Now it's yep. the second window. There's going to be a window where Travis Kelsey isn't a chief anymore, but Patrick Mahomes is still there. That's yep. going to be another window for them to deal with. So that's what I think is so unique, and that's what the Bengals is – the. It's great that Joe Burrow got his deal. Like It it truly is that he got paid. Now you just are like, okay, how can that organization, how can that franchise pivot where you don't have two top receivers like Jamar Chase, and how do you pay other guys to make that defense continue to be as good as it was? Those are the windows that they're going to have to navigate. So even when we're – you know, the 49ers window is different because of their, their quarterback and their players. But when you have these franchise quarterbacks like a Herbert, like a Mahomes, or we're even just talking about, a, you know, a Jordan Love in this situation, the windows are shaped differently because of the weapons and who you have to pay around oh, yeah. them. So.
1: And, and the 49ers came up, bro. They came up. They have a seventh round draft pick as their quarterback. And he literally is not even. Eligible for an extension until after next season. So he's making league minimum his rookie year, this uh this year, and the next year. So he can't eat, he, he couldn't hold out for money if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not even possible via the collective bargaining agreement. And if I were the 49ers, I would be trying to find, and I were the Yorks, I'd be like, yo. Why don't y'all, why don't you make an investment in this company that we're invested in? We'll give you equity. I'm doing anything to make this dude happy because, because the, because of some, so like, let's say that something happens to him his third year, right? And he, and, and he gets hurt. Wouldn't that be a damn shame for him to be a three year starter essentially and get nothing out of it financially?
5: Yeah. It would stink. Yes, absolutely. It would.
1: That would be a travesty, bro. Like yeah. That would be bad, bad. Yeah,
5: it'd be awful. But he wouldn't be the you know wouldn't be the first, right? You know, that that's that's. The business, that's the NFL. And the NFL right now has a lot of great stories. Talked a lot about the Packers there again. They're up on the Bears, 38-14. There's four minutes to go. That one's over with. Honestly, things are pretty much over in Seattle. Rams up 27-13 on the Seahawks. Two twenty-two left to go in that one. So the Rams getting a big NFC West victory in the opening week of the season. The other three games, Patriots trying to rally. They're down to the Eagles right now, 25 25- to, it appears, 20. Looks like New England got into the end zone. Kendrick Bourne, an 11-yard touchdown pass for Mac Jones. They're taking a look at it, but it was 25-14 to 14 prior to the play. They are calling it good, so the Patriots going for two to try to make it a three-point game. absolutely a touchdown. <laughs> 3-37 left to go in that one, so the Patriots going for two. The Chargers are knocking on the door against the Dolphins. It's 31-30, bolts up on Miami by one five minutes left to go first and 10 from the Dolphins 13 interesting here if the Chargers score you go for two and make it a nine-point game George we saw absolutely.
1: it. absolutely yeah 100 percent you do not under any circumstances go for one right right here and say oh well then hey it makes it tough on them then uh you can't lose forget can't lose and how about when yes
5: yes so the second and nine for the Chargers again up one now down to the Dolphins 11 yard line. So you really want to well need to
1: score again? <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> yeah,
5: that's the Ravens did that earlier today. They were up uh, on the Texans and they they went up 13 to 6, went for two and the next thing you know, got it. It was a two-score game. And you know, the rest was history. It didn't come down, you know, to prove anything, but they did go for two to try to make it that two-score game. Two-minute warning in Denver. Raiders up on the Broncos, 17-16. to 16. It's a third down and seven. The Broncos still have one timeout. So they've been able to hold on to that but still need a stop here on a third down where Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be able to scramble and get a first down on a third down and seven. The Broncos could not get to the Raiders quarterback, and so now the Raiders on the verge of getting a season-opening win in Denver as the Broncos just have that one timeout. It's not going to do a much, and the Patriots did not convert on their two-point conversion, so it stays 25-20. to 20. There, you're caught up with what's happening in the late games here on fox sports radio and we're still waiting to see if the chargers get into the end zone they do not so now they will attempt a field goal to try to go up four live from the Tireck.com studios he's george reister i'm dan Bayer. we'll break down these tight games including what's happening in la and the shootout between the dolphins and chargers that's next here on fox sports radio
0: fox sports red zone there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge
8: Joseph.
11: Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Doyle Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Radio, he's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. We got some happenings in LA and in Foxborough. Get George on X, Twitter.com, whatever you want to call it, at George Reister. You can find me at Dan Byer on Fox. The Eagles have a 25 20 lead on the Patriots. The Patriots, we told you last time, were going for two and didn't get it. Jalen Hurts fumbled on the ensuing possession, recovered by New England. Patriots have taken over the football, but now they're facing a fourth and 17 near midfield. Two twenty-four left to go on this one. It's a five-point game. The Patriots are currently at the Eagles. 48 yard line. So facing a fourth and 17. I want to give you the outcome of the play before I ask you this opinion, George Reister, as the fourth down pass goes through the hands of Hunter Henry. Completely dropped it. He was also three yards short. Here's my question. And I, I have to set up the scenario. The other game that we're watching right now, Chargers and Dolphins. Dolphins are knocking on the door. They're down four. First and goal from the nine. 2 minutes left in that game, the Chargers with the 4-point lead have two timeouts. So barring a penalty if the Dolphins do score, they should be able to get the football back. My question to you is this with the George for George with the Patriots who had a 4th and 12, three timeouts, 2:24 left in the uh, game or third and, third and 12 it was because their third down pass went incomplete to make the 4th and 12. In that situation, don't you just have to get five yards or six yards so you don't have fourth and 12? Like, the penalty backed them up five more yards to make it fourth and 17, but on third and 12, knowing that you're down five and you're going to be going for it anyway, don't you just have to get something in that scenario?
1: Yes. Okay. That's what they tell quarterbacks, and I'm raising a quarterback. <laughs> that's what that's what you teach them. I mean, if you can get the whole first down, take it. But you at least need to come away with half of it. And that's,
5: and Mac Jones threw into coverage, overthrew his target, but there were two Eagles defenders in the way. And that was just my thinking on it. Cause you know, you're going for it no, no matter what. Like you're not going to kick a long field goal. You're not going to do any of that stuff. You have two timeouts. You know, if you don't get it, you're going to have to stop Philadelphia anyway. You get the stoppage of the two minute warning. And, and I bring it up because it is Mac Jones, because it's also Bill O'Brien now taking over again as the offensive coordinator in New England. So if you're looking at, you know, stuff, it's just in in that certain scenario, it ended up the Patriots didn't get anything on 3rd and 12, and then they were facing the 4th and 12 and 4th and 17 and didn't get it. To their benefit, it's 3rd and 6. There's 2.09 left to go in the game, and the Eagles have the football uh, up twenty five to twenty, but if the Patriots can get a stop here, they could at least get the football back. As for the Dolphins and Chargers, the Dolphins facing a second and goal. Raheem Mostert's taking it down to about the four yard line on a pass out in the flat from Tua Tonga Vailoa. Throw it to Tyreek. <laughs> these numbers, I mean, yo, yeah, his numbers are stupid today. They, they, the both, both uh, Tyree kill. And to a tongue of uh, Lord have mercy! I didn't know it was like that. 14 targets for Tyree Kill, receptions, 211 yards and a touchdown. Tua's thrown for 457 yards today, two touchdowns and one interception. And so, you know, here's here's the other thing with the Brandon Staley conversation. This is supposed to be your defense. Uh, by the way, add a touchdown to Tua. To, uh, or to uh, Tyreek Hill's stats as well because he just caught one on third and goal from the four-yard line. So now the Dolphins have retaken the lead, 36-34. to 34. Extra point coming up. Justin Herbert's going to have a buck 45 and two timeouts left in the game uh, for the Chargers. But this for all of the talk of how many of us thought that Brandon Staley was going to be out of a job after the Jaguars game, uh, the wild card one that they they blew – like the question is at some point as well, you bring in a new offensive coordinator. They were awful in the run game last year. Granted, you didn't have your, you know, left tackle for most of the season. But when you have a game like this, maybe it's just because it's the Dolphins or the Dolphins. Uh, extra point, no good. So the the point after attempt was missed by Jason Sanders. So the Dolphins will end up only with a two-point lead. But just back to the Staley point, I just at at what, you know, at what point you're getting nine lives, you're getting ten lives, your defense has got to end up making
1: a play at some point. Yeah, they gotta do something. They gotta do 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 something. Your offense has scored 34 points. 34 points. And I know that Tariq Hill is hard to guard, but my lord, eleven for two, what, two fifteen and two touchdowns? (laughs) Somebody pay attention to this man
5: it's crazy so a crazy ending uh, going down to the wire and again there's uh three games going on right now one doesn't matter We're keeping an eye on what's happening in new england and obviously what's happening in la to tell us what's happened in this uh, week one of the nfl season uh that and a whole much more let's go to the news desk monty bolaños uh, giving us the latest by the time you tell us everything Justin Herbert may have gotten the football and already scored again for the Chargers, but we are keeping our eye on what's happening in L.A.
2: Yeah, I know. And honestly, guys, it's week one, and I'm already over fantasy football. I can't.
3: I don't know why <laughs> I do it. Don't, I really don't, don't know why. I, I've already, don't be that person. I have was literally like,
2: I need these games to be over so I could be Brandon. That's what I need right now for them to, to for them to end. I don't even know what the score is, Brandon, but you have Justin Herbert. So I'm like, stop it. Stop it. But also, I need the Chargers to win. I'm very torn. You see what I mean? I can't do this anymore. You are wearing
5: a, are I'm, you wearing I, a Justin
2: Herbert jersey? I'm wearing a Justin Herbert jersey, and he is Justin Herbert, and he's killing it. And I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. And it's only week one, and the Chargers are currently losing. It's all right. 36 to 34 to the Dolphins, I, a minute and 45 to go. Uh, what's the score of
5: the Eagles-Patriots game? Because I'm going to give a quick update when you say it.
2: Eagles twenty-five, Patriots twenty.
5: Okay, I had to just let Monty do what she does because the Eagles just did not convert on a fourth and two. So the Patriots will get the football back with that score. buck Fifty-seven left. So
1: something to watch in New England. Back They're, to you, Monty. No,
2: yeah, oh, really? these are exciting games happening. The Packers. I am
1: over also. fantasy football too. <laughs> you,
2: guys, you guys, are the ones who fill out a
5: tournament bracket <laughs> and lose your six-eleven game yeah. on Thursday morning, and you're like, my bracket's done. Yes, yes, I don't.
1: I don't do that. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm just irritated because now I'm that guy today. I'm Uh, that, I'm that guy. And, and I hate when everybody else does it. No. When it's like, if I had played anybody else in the league today, <laughs> if I played any, dude, I'm the second highest scoring team in my league this week, I believe.
2: And you're going to lose? Yep. Oh, that's oh, the no, worst. No,
1: no, no, no. I'm sorry. Third. Third. There, still, this, that's the worst. Yes. That yes, sucks. it's a 12-team league. Oh. So if I had played anybody except for these two jumps,
2: <laughs> easy
1: win. Easy win.
2: Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I'm glad you're on the same boat as me. Thank you. Thank you. Uh Backers. Yep, it looks like they're about to take this one over the Bears. 38-20, one minute to go in the game. Jordan Love threw for 245 yards and three touchdowns. He became technically the first quarterback of the season with three touchdown passes in a game. Technically, it was first Jordan Love. So do you think Aaron Rodgers is like, watch me, I'm going to get four?
5: I wouldn't doubt it. I would not put it past them. <laughs> you know I what would I mean? not.
2: Is that what, that's what I'm thinking that he's probably paying attention to. And it's not to.
5: personal to Jordan Love, it just no. he wants to show. He wants to yes.
2: exactly, exactly. The Raiders, they edged the Broncos 17-16. Jimmy G20 20 of 26, 200 yards, two interceptions or sorry, two touchdowns, one interception. Russell Wilson completed 27 of 34 passes for 177 yards and two touchdowns. The Rams defeated the Seahawks 13-13, sorry over there Dan. Matthew Stafford did not throw for a touchdown but he threw for 334 yards so there is that the games that happened earlier today We'll start with the Ravens, who outscored the Texans 25 to nine. Lamar Jackson threw for 169 yards and one interception. Rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud completed 28 of 44 passes for 242 yards. But unfortunate news for the Ravens: J.K. Dobbins suffered a torn Achilles, so he's out for the season. And then defensive back Marcus Williams feared to have torn his pec, and they're gonna check that out. So no, no bueno. The Commanders came back from behind to beat the Cardinals 20 to 16, and it was the 49ers, really, who dominated earlier today. They were all over the Steelers. 30-7 to 7 was the final score. Brock Purdy threw for 220 yards and two touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey, he's in two of my leagues. Christian Mingle is the name of my teams. Thank you Very so good.
4: much.
2: Very <laughs> You like that? Thank you so much. Uh, 22 carries, 152 yards and one touchdown. He had a 65-yard rushing touchdown with the help of some blocking from his teammates while the Saints edged the Titans 16-15. Buccaneers with the 20-17 victory over the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, even though they lost 33 of 44, 344 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Justin Jefferson, nine receptions, 150 yards. The Jaguars topped the Colts 31 to 21. Calvin Ridley went 686 days without playing an NFL game, but he had eight receptions for 101 yards, and he scored the first touchdown of the game. Rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson, he threw for 223 yards. He had one touchdown, one interception. He also had 10 carries and 40 yards for one touchdown. He did come out of the game in the fourth, late in the fourth. He just said that he bruised his left knee, and then he's fine. The Browns defeated the Bengals twenty-four to three. I did not have that on my bingo card. Joe Burrow career low eighty-two yards, and the Falcons did beat the Panthers twenty-four to ten. Did you guys see earlier? It was reported that the Jets looked into yes. Matthew Stafford. Yes. When things got quiet early with Aaron on, Rogers. I hate those
5: stories. They were held over. <laughs> Just to bring up today. Like, yeah. they had known about it for months. And they held on <laughs> yeah. to it.
2: They're like, we're going to do this today. Just in baseball, Braves are the first team to clinch a playoff berth after beating the Pirates 5-2. to And I think we're very close. I think Novak yeah. Djokovic is about to win. Okay. All right, let's double. Well, Let I'll me- tell
5: you what. You check on that. I want to tell everybody that the, the Chargers have a 4th and 13 coming up. If you think it was bad, they had a third and 30. So they at least got 17 of them back. But it's fourth and 13. They don't have any timeouts. They just used it on their final play. The Dolphins are up two. The Chargers just have to get in field goal range. So it's not like they have to go down and score a touchdown. A field goal would win it. But right now, a fourth and 13 for the Chargers as they are still in their own territory. Down two to the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots down five to the Eagles right now have it second down and 10 at the Philadelphia 19 yard line but Mac Jones was just sacked so they'll have a third down and long as for uh, what just happened in the Dolphins Chargers game my screen flashed blue for a sec you would think that was good for the Chargers but it was not Herbert sacked game's going to end. Dolphins are going to win in L.A. Matsu, what's happening at the U.S. Open?
2: Man, that sucks about the Chargers. Uh, Novak Djokovic (laughs) is up five games to three. I think he's one point away from winning the U.S. Open. Uh, 40-30? Is the score in this last right now? Is it
5: match point? Is he up in the first two sets? Did yeah. He, uh
2: Yeah, I think I thought they split the sets, but they went to a tie break and so he won the he, It's over. He's he won. He won the US Open. Uh-huh. Novak Djokovic right now has won the yes. US Open. Straight
5: set, 6-7 6-3. Six, six, yes.
2: yes. Good there for him. There it is.
5: All right, Monzi. Yes. Now we just watch what's happening in Foxborough. Jess. Ye- She's, she had a busy weekend again. Catch her and Alex Curry, Saturday afternoons, 4 Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. So, he's George Reister. I'm Dan We're alive from the Rack.com studios. Fourth down. Patriots don't have any timeouts, and they now are facing a fourth down. Fourth and 11, a two-yard gain from Ramondre Stevenson. It's going to come down to this. There's 33 seconds left. If I'm the Patriots, oh, man. I was going to say, just run down the clock and throw one into the end zone, but they're going to try to get the first down, and I think that they just did get a first down and got out of bounds, George. what The Patriots showing life. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if he got two feet down. So it's the only game going on right now. Patriots and Eagles in a tight one. I think he only got one foot down. This is uh, <laughs> this is great, uh, this is great action. I I don't. I, he I, did not get he did not get his second foot down as we no. are
1: continue to see the uh, the replay here Got in our to, studios. See, see uh, now Bute is a rookie, but this is the kind of thing that like is the difference between your top tier wideouts and. Like and you know, guys and 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 rookies are guys. You know what I mean. Even even if he turns out to be fantastic, but if you notice, he didn't even try to drag that no. foot. You're right. That's a and granted, he did get pushed, but he, even if he didn't get pushed, I don't know if that leg would have got down anyway. Like, you got to commit to being willing to fall and die on that dead leg. Like you just just uh, dead leg it, right? Yep. It, it, it's more difficult than it than it sounds. So I don't want to sound like it, it, it's easy, but that's the job. Yes,
5: yes, that's what you are you are paid to do. If he would have dead legged it, he would have gotten the first down and out of bounds and gotten the foot down. Like we've seen, Chris Carter. I know it's a dated reference. Make that catch that he made his career off. I mean, I mean he's you know he's
1: also a Hall of Famer.
5: Yeah, yeah. Yes, true. We've <laughs> yeah. other receivers have done. I didn't mean Correct. to set the so the bar so high. On <laughs> I was, the, I was Booty. like, damn, damn. But but it's just re- like Chris Carter would make those catches look normal because he was so good at it. Um, but you're right, maybe the bar a little George bit too Pickens. high. There you Let's go, George Pickens. There you maybe go. I'll he- take that. Absolutely. All right. So it looks like the Eagles are going to survive a five point victory in a rematch of Super Bowl Fifty Two. The Eagles get the best of the Patriots again, and that would put an end to all of the late games. In week one of the NFL season. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer, live from the TireAct.com studios. Coming up next, our first edition of our MVPs of week one. Plus, looking ahead to Giants Cowboys tonight from MetLife Stadium. He's George, I'm Dan. That's next on Fox Sports, Red Zone Radio.
4: Fox Sports. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
11: Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Thurda Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Red Zone Radio, I'm Dan Beyer, he's George Reister. Our MVP's coming up just in a matter of seconds here on Fox Sports Radio, as they're brought to you by Progressive. He is George Reister, I'm Dan Beyer. How about this stat? Rams outgained the Seahawks in the second half, unofficially 258 yards to three. Sheesh, and and the and if you take away penalty yards, the Seahawks didn't gain any positive yards in the second half of their loss to the uh, the Rams. I don't think that that just sticks out to me as a Seahawks fan. It should be mind blowing to anyone. I know Bears fans don't care. Broncos fans are wondering what's going on, and I'll tell you what's going on. Sean Payton never should have sided kicked on the start of the game, George. Gave the Raiders good field oh position. God. They scored on that drive. They only had to go 44 yards, and the Broncos lose by a point. You know, on I, I get the whole point, oh but the Raiders God. aren't better Man. than
1: you. Well, the Raiders are not equal. They clearly of you. are, Dan. They clearly are today. Like it, that play, I, I guarantee you that there's 50 more plays. Oh. Huh. That, fifty more plays that you can point point that, to. Oh my god, if we if if we get that one block, that's a touchdown. If we catch that one ball, if we make this one read. It ended up being a
5: 30-yard play essentially. Instead of starting first and 10 at their own 25, they're starting at the 44-yard line of Denver. That's that was my problem with it. All right, enough times a waste and George and I are going to uh, agree to disagree. It's time for yes, brought to you by Progressive. Our MVP's plays of the day for week
4: one. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. MVP. Let's go. Most valuable plays. Hey, let's go.
3: Lions and Chiefs. Mahomes out of the gun. He's got it, wants to throw. Mahomes back, throws. It is incomplete. Picked off. Picked off by the
4: Lions. Brian Branch with it left side. He's gone, baby. He's going to the house. Touchdown Detroit Lions. 97.1 the ticket. Lions Radio Network. The serpent of death. Panthers and Falcons. And here's the give to Algier. A little bonky, but Tyler will score. Left side goes Tyler Algier, and he banks home his second touchdown of the day. 92.9 the game. Falcons Radio Network. Texans and Ravens. Now Flowers goes in motion to the left. Jackson inside handoff. Just as heels. Spins in for six. Touchdown. 98 Rock Ravens Radio Network. Bengals and Browns. From the 13th, second down, it's a draw. Here comes Watson running. Ten, corner, five, touchdown! Browns Radio Network. <laughs> Jaguars and Colts. Running play, this is ETN. Tries to bounce it outside. He's got a little bit of room. 20, 15-yard line. Grabbing ETN in the end zone! FM 92.5, Jaguars Radio. <laughs> Buccaneers and Vikings. Pass over the middle. It's a intercepted pass at the goal line. Down the near side of- it's Izzy and he's knocked out of the 23-yard line by Justin Jefferson. Christian Izzy is a hero. 98 Rock, Buccaneers Radio Network, Titans and Saints. Carr takes the snap, here comes pressure. Throws to the end zone again, wide open, and that is going to be a touchdown to Rashid Shahid. WWL Saints Radio Network. The 49ers and Steelers.
3: Block from Ayuk down the sideline 30. Cuts back inside 20. Still inbounds down the sideline. A. Diving for the end zone. Touchdown!
4: KNBR 49ers Radio Network. Yeah. Cardinals and Commanders.
3: Now steps back, surveys. Now escapes to the left,
4: gets to the 10. Now stops, goes back towards the end zone. Caught, Brian Robinson, touchdown. Big 100, Commanders Radio Network. That is a sturdy dude. Packers at Bears. Snap the left, dumps it to the middle. Aaron Jones makes the catch. 25-20, cutting 20, 20 right. He's gone to the house. Touchdown, Aaron Jones. 97-3, the game, WRNW Packers Radio Network. Rams at Seahawks. Fours and goal from inside the one. Akers to single back. Stafford under center. It's a toss left to Akers. He'll go in untouched. Rams Radio Network. Raiders at Broncos Raiders down 16-10 here in Denver Garoppolo, shotgun snap, fires a slant. It's caught, Myers at the goal line He leads in, touchdown Raiders Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM Eagles and Patriots Hurts, rolling, rolling, firing And it is caught for a touchdown On the far side of the end zone Grabbing it is Devontae Smith. 94 WIP Eagles Radio Network. <laughs> Dolphins at Chargers. Third and goal at the five-yard line. Going in. Puts it to the corner and it's caught! Tyreek kill touchdown!
5: Who else can you beat in a game? My gosh!
4: Fox Sports 940 Dolphins Radio Network. The most valuable plays. Skittles for everybody! This is Fox Football Sunday. <laughs> It's all
5: brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one, play, in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Bunch of plays, not just one play, in our MVPs for week one. Great job from Ricky Herrera putting that together for us here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, George, uh, is it the return of the DAC, or are we going to see uh, old Danny Boy with his new contract, Daniel Jones, Shine tonight is the Giants entertain the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football.
1: Return of the deck, it yes is. it is. <laughs> Return You'll, of the deck. Hmm? What's the word? You know that I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right,
5: all right, Mark Morrison. Do you got a pick for this one? Are you? uh
1: Yeah, I'm going with the Cowboys. Man. Really, I, the, the, the Giants are going to miss the playoffs this year, buddy. I like
5: the Giants this year. I like what Day has got going, and I just don't trust Mike McCarthy calling those plays. I know it may be unfair for a guy who's won a Super Bowl, but I don't know. I The Cowboys' rhythm, no Kellen Moore anymore, no Zeke Elliott. Uh, offensive hey, line hey, is banged their up. Their
1: offense struggles, ooh, sayonara, Mike.
5: It's uh, Yeah, It, it uh, the heat is going to be turned up early in Dallas. Hit George up if you want to reach him. On Twitter.com, at George Reister. You can always find me at Dan Bayer on Fox. Thanks to Montsey, Ryan, Brandon, Lorena, Chris, and of course you, George, and Ricky. I'm Dan yes, Bayer. We'll talk to you in week two on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio.